Mike and I am live outside of the Nobelisi Nail Salon in Scarsdale, New York. I'm joined by Brad Key. What's happening? Did you, did you scare some small Asian women who are working on hands over there with your monster truck intro? Uh, I think I might have. That's why I toned it down halfway through. <laughs> there were also two women that walked out of the salon and looked looked over at me and were quite confused. New York City is a different beast, man. People just I, they I mean, are I, different. At this point, you just have to assume that every white guy is recording a podcast, no matter where we are. Yeah, so. everybody's doing something like that's going to be somewhere in media. And all, yes, you're you're uh, you're plugged into the mecca right now. Well, I am. I'm in the. I'm sort of in the burbs in uh, Westchester. Westchester. Uh, I like ha- that. Having a great time. This is a great nail salon, by the way. I just got a just got a manicure and a ten minute massage, and I just feel great. I know the uh, the prices are very reasonable, much cheaper than the ones uh, where we live. And uh, there, despite the fact that there was an expose in the New York Times about four years ago about how 90% of the people who work in nail salons are essentially slaves and uh, get paid far below minimum wage. But it works You're not for making me. a political stand on that, huh? I'm not going to comment on that either way. I'll just say that my manicure is very reasonably priced here, and I look forward to getting one whenever I'm in town. Uh, boo-boo, and for those interested, is getting a pedicure, so I've got uh-huh. time to do this podcast with you and, it, and it's quite a treat so you're loosened up you've got really nice looking hands you're sitting in next to like a trash can out back of a nail salon and we're doing an no, emergency pod right yeah this is an emergency pod that's Wait, right. I mean, we had game one last night we got to talk about it we're doing it over the phone but it's gonna be good times either way yeah hopefully this sounds good and uh i think it probably will so it's great to be with you brad uh before we get to the action last night let's uh Let's talk quickly about some of the other things we've got going. If you live in Austin or are interested in what's happening in Austin, you should listen to the newest MWBK creative and sales pr- production, the 365 Things Austin podcast. Uh, it stars uh, Christy uh, Owen and Aaron Ross. It's uh, it's really good. If you're looking for the best things to do this weekend in Austin, check out the 365 Things podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, check out Mind of Micah, where I hung out with Dylan Shivery, and David Ruff yesterday. Oh, there's a there's a semi truck driving by. I can't hear it. Hang on. Yeah. Oh, you can't. No, okay, I don't. Fantastic. I don't hear any sort of bus horns or anything. So that's good. Oh, great. Just don't get yeah. run over, okay, buddy? I won't. I'm staying in the nail salon. I should be safe here. Mm. Anyway, uh, Dave and uh, Dylan from Circling Back, formerly of Touching Base, joined me on Micah's. Uh, what was it? Micah's mailbag. Yeah. What, what gimmick did you guys do this time? It was a mailbag. Uh, we talked about uh, what music you would choose if you could only listen to one artist and one album the rest of your life. So you had the Mailbag and, uh, Godfather on your Mailbag podcast, Dylan? Yes. That's yes. fantastic. I cleared it again with Dylan just for those who mm-hmm. are interested. Uh, I also had the uh, – we also did a Micah's Read of the Week that was dropped on Wednesday, uh, which was uh, quite good. I forget what it was about, but I'm sure you'll love it. Was love it. So it was karaoke. It was Peel, right? Oh yeah, it was with karaoke with my my friend Jessica Peel, uh, who's uh, we've been through a lot of uh, karaoke trials and tribulations together. She's talented. And, She's good uh, on the mic. She was good. We talked about the etiquette of karaoke. As everyone knows, I'm a big karaoke guy. So anyway, this is a long way of saying there's a lot of good content out there. Mind of Micah, check it out wherever you listen to podcasts. And uh, let's get into this, Brad. Let's 105, go. 99. 
wait, no, no. You got it. One eighteen, one oh nine Raptors over the uh, Warriors last night. Thank you. I'm looking at the wrong game here. One eighteen, one oh nine. Raptors win game one. I'd say comfortably. I would too. Uh, the they, I wouldn't say it was a nut crush. I didn't wouldn't say they dominated them, but I would say they were in command the entire game. Yeah, and uh, that is an impressive feat. Uh, Pascal Siakam is sort of the big headline: thirty-two points. Definitely. I think he was fourteen for seventeen from the field yesterday, which is just fucking crazy. I think he the storyline too that people are kind of glossing over is is his performance in the third quarter. He went six for six from the field. And, like, I think that's when Golden State tried to kind of make their run. And because he was so efficient scoring, I think he held them off, or he, at least he contributed and helped towards it. So I'm with you, man. Yeah, Siakam went off. Yeah, he made 10 straight shots yeah. at one point, which, like, nobody's done in the finals in, like, 20 years in a game. He went 14 uh, for 17, and he tipped in his last shot. So he rebounded his right. own miss and made it. So, like, basically, he erased one miss there. Yeah, he really went, like, 14 for 16, mm-hmm. essentially. Uh, yeah, impressive. Uh, he won't play that well again, but I wouldn't think so. He is—he's a stud, man, and he—he he finishes. It was impressive. The whole thing was impressive. It all uh, wraps around Kawhi, who didn't shoot particularly well Not last from the night, field, but he, but he make, shot good from free throw, and he made a, a few threes too. Mm-hmm. So the ones that he did shoot counted, you know, an, ex, an extra extra point, if yeah, you will. Yeah, yeah. And and he gets the line and does that. It seems very apparent that the Warriors game plan. I saw. Uh, Brian Windhorst said after the game, uh, the Warriors game plan was exactly what it was last series, uh, that Dame is not going to beat us, mm-hmm. and we're just not going to let Kawhi beat us. Kawhi did not shoot well from the field. He only took, I think he only got 14 shots. Uh, and if a guy like Pascal Siakam is going to score 32 points, then Toronto's going to win these games. <laughs> I'm 14 for 17. And, That's a nightmare scenario. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be Van Fleet. Uh, Toronto, it, it could Kyle, Kyle Lowry can have a great game. Danny Green could get hot and make six threes. Danny like, Green's in the doghouse. Well, he made a couple shots last night. He did. He, and, he bounced back a little bit, but I think in the previous series he was something like four oh for no, he did thirty not shoot or something. Well. Yeah. Well, and Van and Van Fleet played so well yeah. that they just kind of again shook last him night down, he but. he went five for eight for fifteen points. Van Fleet did so. Uh, he's hanging on I mean, pretty it, tough. Obviously, these you would think this team isn't going to play the the others, as Shaq would say, right. Aren't going to play as well on the road. Um, but that being said, game two is a huge game and perhaps must win. Uh, Kevin Durant has already been ruled out. Uh, apparently, oh, Iguodala must is, win, don't you think? I don't know. Apparently, Iguodala is probable. He had an MRI last night that showed no damage, but he's busted up again. What's wrong with him? Uh, his back or something? He's too old. No, it looked like it was some sort of leg injury. Uh-huh. Uh, apparently, he had like a calf in the in the Western Conference Finals, and now he's got some other leg injury on that same leg. Uh, we don't know exactly. So that's a problem. And, and you know, I'm not going to toot my own horn, but I did say about a month and a half ago, the Raptors will win the championship. And I, <laughs> I, uh, I feel pretty good about that. The thing that happened last night, although the Warriors did cut the, the lead to three at one point, mm-hmm. they did it mostly like from the free throw line. They, they yeah. never went on that, their sort of trademark, they weren't three tearing points. nets off with three pointers, right? Yeah, it was just they splash, they splash, splash. Get that, they never gotten that NBA NBA Jam on fire, right. or, you know, avalanche of threes, that, which they do better than any team in the history of basketball. Oh, when it's just and it's rolling, it's just brutal. And that's you, you're always sort of watching and waiting for that. I mean, even when they get down, they were down ten at half, I think, and uh, you know, no lead is safe against that team because once they get 
they get hot, it's it's dangerous. And last night they did make a little bit of a run, but it wasn't because they were just burning up the nets. Right. So um, I would expect them to have a run like that at some point, but they really need Kevin Durant. They really um, need bad, don't they? Yeah, I guess if Iguodala is is playing on kind of a bum leg, Lowry's playing on a bum leg, so it kind of evens the playing field. Yeah. If you remember he was injured for Game 7. That being said, playing Steph could go for 75 points next game, and and they could run them out. Uh, But it it appears to me that, that, uh, you know, the bottom line on this, I know Toronto is a big underdog, uh, not in my mind because I'm a fucking basketball genius, but (laughs) – Toronto was a big underdog, but they're just as good a team as the Warriors. Uh, I mean, they're not overmatched. This is not David versus Goliath. Like, these are these are good teams. Uh, and the Warriors are, you know, they're not at full strength. Now, if the Warriors were at full strength, it would be a different story. And the I'm Warriors not, are all I'm fucked also, up, man. They're not even close to and I'm also not, I'm also not saying that the Raptors are, like, an all-time team. Because th- this isn't an all-time great team. This isn't a a dynasty level team. This right. isn't a team that's better than, than Jordan's Bulls or, you know, some of these other Warriors teams and they've been at full strength or, Certainly you know, not. name, you know, name, you know, your Spurs with three players, three stars or, or the heat with the, you know, the Heatles or any of that stuff. Those were all historically better teams, but this team is just as good as Golden State without Kevin Durant. Uh, when you add the second or third or fourth or whatever best player in the world back to this team, right. it changes everything. Boogie played last night. Yeah, eight minutes. Um, and he played pretty well, although I... They're just easing him like, into the lineup. Well, I mean, I don't have that much more. They could only have three more games to ease him in. Yeah. Um, hypothetically. I Boogie, uh, I saw Brian, back to Brian Windhorst I saw last night, that yeah. you know he probably earned himself more playing time because he played well and he looked good. He but got to the free throw line. Time, yeah, he did well. But every time he's on the floor, Toronto is just going to run and run and run and run. And and he may not be a good fit, uh, even though he's back and playing well. So, yeah. um, you know, for schematically what they're trying to do. Uh, we shall see. I I get the feeling from reading a few things and seeing some interviews mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, the Warriors, they have confidence in what they're doing. They're not going to make any major changes between game one and two. They're not scared. Uh, that being said, if they go down 0-2, they're, you know, I'm sure they're going to rush Kevin Durant back. Uh, the 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 insiders keep saying like there's no way they're playing them as uh, as long as they're mm-hmm. until they're behind in a series. As long as they're in control, and there's it, no reason to rush him. Right. So if they come back one one, we might not see him in Game Three. Yeah. Uh, but if they're down 0-2, we're going to see Kevin Durant. You think so? And I I do. I have no I idea. Do. Like I just have no feel for what his injury actually is or where. What? How well, I'm not a doctor, is. but who knows? Apparently, the apparently the plan from Woj is for him to they're going to try and practice him between game two and three. Mm. So I mean, they've been I, saying I just, that for like four weeks now. Like they said he was coming back in well, two they haven't games. Needed him. Yeah, but they've been saying the same thing over and over again. So, but you're right; they haven't needed him. Uh, Draymond went for I think it was his fifth or sixth triple double of uh, the postseason. Last night he wasn't efficient. He he uh he went two for nine from uh from the field, but he had ten boards, ten assists, ten points. So, uh, didn't do it very efficiently. He had six turnovers, so it wasn't really a great game for him. But technically, he did have a triple double. There's a lot of pressure on Draymond to do everything, and if he's going to turn the ball over, then they're they're in trouble. 
And he's over there chip getting chippy with Drake. Things things are things could go bad for him quick. Game two is Sunday. I don't have uh let's see. Do we I have a line on you. What are you looking at? I just want to see if the if the line is out yet. Um the war oh here it is. The Warriors are oh the Warriors are a two point underdog in game two. Huh. They were a one they were a one point underdog or a one point favorite. Were they, they were they were favorite one point in favorite game, in game yeah. one. They're a two-point dog in game two. If you subscribe to the zigzag theory of NBA playoff uh, gambling, Mm -hmm. I would imagine there's going to be a lot of money coming back on Golden State. But uh, who knows? I mean, the way the Raptors were in command, they are not scared. They are not intimidated. They're not too small for the stage because their best player is the best player, and he's not afraid of shit. I I think that Kawhi might – I mean, not might. I think he's among the all-time greats in terms of all-around game. Like he has kind of like that unreal shooting ability. He can fill it up. He can shoot from deep. He can score from just about anywhere. He's strong. But the fact that he can D up and he rebounds and he plays in every other aspect of the game, he passes well. I don't know, man. He just is so well-rounded. I haven't seen it. I can't think of a player like him in recent memory. Like Jordan obviously played great defense as well as being an offensive juggernaut. But like, I mean, to me, he, he reminds me of, Scottie Pippen and Michael mm-hmm. Jordan, like mm-hmm. combined, that he can guard threes, he can guard twos. But he can, he's the best but defensive player in basketball. But he can stroke it from deep. And neither of those and guys really did that much. he's a shooter. Yeah. No, it's true. It's, uh, it's been fun to watch. Yeah, so he's a freak. For Spurs fans like me, but uh, it, I'm still very conflicted. It's hard to explain. And uh, that was, it was impressive. It um, was impressive indeed. I, I thought they were going to get beat up pretty good, honestly, and they came out and held their own no problem. They seemed to be in control of the game the entire time. That crowd was fucking crazy, weren't they? That that was as hyped yeah. as I've seen any crowd in it all year long. Um, yes, Toronto yes. is was lit. Was lit. Uh Jurassic Park. Well, you know, this is as good a time as any um to talk about okay. the things not in, not about basketball last night cuz there are a bunch of them. But Let's it's about with... this matchup though, right? Just not necessarily basketball topics yeah, of yeah, conversation. Yeah. I'm with you. Not, not things on the court, just things near the court. Mm. Uh, let's start with the ESPN crew last night. Paul Pierce took the uh, took the Raptors to win the series, I believe, in six. Or it might have even been five. And, or it might have been seven, whatever. He picked He's the, the same dummy too. that picked, picked uh, Milwaukee to sweep the Raptors or something like that, right? He said after game two that the Raptors were done. And after, the, after game two to or game one. Oh, I think it was after game one of the Boston series. He said Boston's going to sweep them and then they lost four in a row. So uh, Toronto fans were freaking out on the internet like, oh God, this is his death. I don't want him to pick us, which I thought was funny. Jalen Rose also took Toronto. And then I, I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't hear it. I was just watching a screen. Chauncey Billups on the bottom of the screen where he had to make his pick in the series just said, depends on KD. What a, what a cut. What? What a nutless cuck! I'm I'm offended by that man, Chauncey. It's we hilarious. Uh, it's hilarious that Paul Pierce is now known as like this kiss of death because his picks are so wrong, but his nickname is the truth. I like that. That's, uh, he, that's he is not the truth. Not He's anymore. The opposite of that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the the other thing that I uh, one other thing about basketball. Mm. If, if you're Kevin Durant and you haven't played in three weeks, four weeks, however long it's been the last person on earth you want to see come out to guard you in the half court is, is uh fucking Kawhi. Kawhi Leonard. Get up your ass. And yeah. that, 
like that's not a way to get right. This isn't coming back from a few weeks off playing, uh, you know, uh, name a terrible team, Sacramento or whatever. This is fucking Kawhi Leonard. So people that are thinking that as soon as KD comes back, this thing is over. They may be quite wrong too. Um, he does add a lot of firepower, but he's not going to be, you know, he, here's the thing. Sorry. Now I'm on a tangent. I like it. I think Go. KD makes their, he makes the team better, mm-hmm. but he is not going to be the superstar that, that wins you single handedly. It wins takes you away from their mojo, right? Like they don't all play at their peak powers when he plays because he takes, he's the most efficient right. option. And so they can't if take he all comes yeah. back, Let's say he comes back at 50% or 75%. Uh, you know, 75% of, of Kevin Durant is, is pretty good. That's, that's an automatic 20 points a right. game unless he's guarded by Kawhi and which he will be still be, but so the, the big thing to me is that's also someone else that Kawhi is not guarding is going to, you know, I mean, uh, or, you know, clay might get free or whatever, but so so the big thing to me is like, you look back at what Kawhi did versus uh, Giannis and the whole thing was like, he was going to have to expend all this energy to prevent Giannis from being like this, this huge scoring factor in, in the series. He was able to do that, and and they like the the thought process would be that you spend so much energy defending such a a large physical specimen that you know requires all hands on deck to stop. You would think that that would diminish Kawhi's like energy and ability to play on the offensive end of the floor, but it, that was not even close to the case. He was actually better well, on the offensive side than he has been in all of the series previous it, to that. It so would, it would diminish any human being, right? But Kawhi not, is a robot, yeah, a basketball robot from another planet that has been placed here to dominate. Not the most not articulate, but you know. He, okay, uh, let's, let's move on to some other stuff. How about Kawhi's sweater after the game? I don't know if you saw this. Was it a New Balance uh, one or something? Yes, it's New Balance, and Amy, I think is the name of the brand, A-I-M-E. It's like some French brand. Will Freeze wears this shit all the time. Oh, wow. Uh, it's real bougie, oh. and it was like New Balance plus Amy or whatever. Is it and like it a beta made. sweater? Uh, no, it was not a sock or a beta cut, like World of Phrase, but <laughs> He's wearing like uh, this, I'm looking at his picture now, he's wearing like this like old lady sweater and he's got fucking cornrows. He looks ridiculous. Yeah, I, I put it up on Backdoor Cover yeah, I'm looking Podcast. At that's what I'm looking at. On Instagram, check it out uh, and give us a yes or no on there. That's 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 the kind of feedback we want. We want to know if people like or, or hate it. Uh, Will try, told me he tried to buy, I, I texted him at like 1 a.m. when yeah. I landed last night. And I, he told me he tried to, to buy it, and it was already sold that out. That shit so sold out quick, huh? They said it. No they said that uh, Kawhi wasn't. Um, he could, he wasn't like a uh, endorser possibility, but apparently he can sell out some bougie ass sweaters. I, I guess he's, he's not getting the Nike running, contract, but he's got your sweater deal. He's got a New Balance deal, and mm-hmm. he's selling uh, French sweater brand. It's uh, an amazing set of circumstances. And speaking of amazing, let's talk Drake. Let's do uh, this. Of, I mean. People seem to really appreciate his troll job wearing a uh, Del Curry Raptors jersey from like 20 years ago. He looks about 20 pounds heavier than the last time I saw him in these pictures that I'm looking at. He looks fucking stacked. He, he, he looks big. Maybe he's yeah, just been he, drinking. He's all pudged. He's like poofy or something. I don't know. Maybe he's just retaining a bunch of water, but he looks pretty thick. Thick with two seats. Either, yeah, it's either that or he's just been juicing and he's roided <laughs> up. That's he might be towards the end of a cycle. That could be what it is. That's a good. That's a good guess. Probably both, if I had to guess. Are, are the phones going off over on your end? Yeah, the the, the phones are ringing. Hey, uh, girlfriend is back. Fiance. Oh. Hi, Caitlin. Um, Excellent. Well, anyway, that's 
That's, so, uh, so let's dive into Drake a little bit. What else do you got for me? Or is that it? You just you just wanted yeah, to... no, no. just just his antics. Uh-huh. His antics were you know typical, typical. and uh, pretty good energy. And fun, yeah. I love it. I I just love it. I, I it's quite entertaining to me, and uh, I won't stop. Uh, apparently, he was doing the hotline bling thing <laughs> at the end of the game because Clay Thompson said he does he won't listen to that song or something. So he's dancing around. Drake hears everything. Really, you better not talk if you're talking about Drake. I mean, Drake pulled out the hotline blank dance. He hasn't done that in five years. Just, I'm all in on Drake and all of the answers. I need seven games of it. He better be flying um, his ass out to uh, Golden State for these away games too. Oh, you bet! You bet! You bet! You bet! That's going to happen. Uh, well, that's pretty much it. Game two isn't until Sunday. I know, which is kind of a bummer. Uh, but we'll be watching, and we'll come back and tell you about it and uh it's kind of it let's see what else you want to talk about brad uh let's see didn't you say something about a spelling bee what were you talking about oh yeah there was a spelling bee last night i don't know Eight if this different is different kids yeah go ahead the, the spelling bee took uh 13 hours and uh 13 they, hours yeah the kids started spelling at 10 a.m and then stop until like 11 p.m oh and uh they had the kids were such good spellers they ran out of hard uh hard words am i going the right way <laughs> are we going to this bar are we going home you're telling me a story okay. while walking to a bar that's that's pretty great well we're, we're we're live on the podcast it's never been done before that's right uh anyway yeah the, the spelling bee was was iconic last night eight kids won it was an eight-way tie what? Because they ran out of words. They're like, we can't go on anymore. We have to eat things. We have to sleep. Things no, ended. they just said, like, the spelling people were like, we are out of difficult words, challenging words. It's over. They should have switched to, like, Ebonics yeah. or some some sort of, like, hybrid English language that would be very difficult. That'd be interesting. That's, you know, that's, that's uh, it's quite a, an enticing offer. Maybe not the most politically correct idea, but, you know, just something to throw out there so you don't got to have an eight-way fucking tie. But, you know, everybody gets their juice box, so be it. I'll also say it was quite compelling television. Was it? You watched this. You actually, as a consumer, you watched this? Well, I was on the, the airplane last night. My flight got delayed for several hours. And uh, I had access to ESPN, but not ABC. So I had to watch the game later. How long were you on the flight and, for? Uh, or how long were you traveling? It took, it took me a, took us a very long time. It was the it same amount of time as the spelling bee, though. Is that what you tell me? That's true. It did take about 13 hours, just like the spelling bee. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, though. We're, we're here, and it feels great. Uh, it's spelling bee, eight kids born. I don't think that's ever happened before, so congrats to all those little children. Yes. And uh, Let's move on Let's, let's move on real quick to, uh, I've got a little bit of golf updates for you, a little bit more sports, and then I'll let you go show your, your new fingernails off at the bar. Does that work for you? Great. Yeah, go ahead. All right, so. Welcome to the buttercut. Well, welcome to the buttercut. Hey, so. After round one, Ryan Moore is your first round leader. Uh, he shot a bogey-free 65. Uh, this is the Memorial Tournament, for those of you unfamiliar that didn't listen earlier this week. Um, you know, there's kind of a lot of different storylines, and there's a bunch of people bu- like kind of bunched up at the top of the leaderboard, so there's, there's tons of action that's going to be going on over the next couple of rounds. There's just one story that I wanted to touch on before going into the weekend. So Bud Colley is... Currently, I think he's in second uh, on the leaderboard. Yeah, he is. And he's at 
a young guy that came up out of Alabama and last year at the Memorial Tournament, he got into like a, a really, really serious car accident. He hasn't been able to play for like the last eight months or something like that. He just came back. He's been, he's probably like three or four, maybe five tournaments into uh, his, his kind of like recovery rehab. And uh, it was at this tournament last year when he like was so banged up, like he, like he had like lung damage, he couldn't breathe and stuff. And he's, right there with like he's two shots off the lead right now so uh he should be in contention going into the weekend and that's kind of like a fascinating kind of storyline there so something to keep an eye on story a little redemption i don't know exactly what happened with the car wreck but you know it sounded pretty serious and uh yeah it almost ended his career so he's back and he's ready to go so uh i'm gonna be rooting for bud this weekend and uh, Spieth was a, was a shot off, right? Yeah, Spieth, play, Spieth, I think he was uh, a shot off, but he doesn't oh. tee off until the afternoon. So, like, okay. Spieth right now is has moved down the leaderboard because he hasn't been playing, but I think he'll climb back into it. Uh, Troy Merritt, kind of like a, a mid, mid-tier guy that just gets hot with a putter every once in a while. He shot a six under uh, 66 today, which propelled him to the top of the leaderboard. So he's sitting in first right now. Your boy Patrick Cantlay, he's in uh, tied second with Bud Cawley. Uh, there's a whole bunch of guys down in that, that range. Adam Scott's been playing really well. He's using that stupid putter that he, like, attaches to his throat, and, like, it looks like a belly putter, but it's not quite. I hate that putter. Yeah, it's, it's pretty fucking lame. Uh, well, this has been a lot of fun. I yeah. Think that- that's good. We'll be watching. So, uh, so Spieth is through six it. now. So I'm he's doing, he's oh. he's hot. He's hot right now. So, but okay, I agree great. with you, man. I think that's the, I think that's it, and that's all. And I think you should go have yourself a beer. And thank you for working while you're on vacation, buddy. It, it feels great to be with you and people. And uh, you know, I'll be at the Yankee game tonight. So. Oh yeah. Did you want to tell us about we'll the Yankees, or you got to make moves? I gotta go. We'll talk about it next. Yeah, time. we'll talk about uh, it after the fact, so you can tell us what actually happened. Okay. Well, Sound good, buddy? In that, in that case, mm, bye-bye. Thanks for listening.